Okay, cool. Well, then let's rock and roll, I believe. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and today on Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Donnie Jet back for the attack because you guys were on, what was it, maybe like a year ago? Probably less. It was, <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe like June, something like that. Mm-hmm. Then May, June. 16th of July, 2020. There you go. Yeah. Okay, hmm. perfect. So for those listening in or watching on YouTube and want to check out uh, the boys' previous interview, then go ahead and just search for Donnie Jepp and the Rock and Roll Podcast, uh, and you'll find it, because we definitely chatted about, I believe it was a, an album at that point, correct? Yeah. yeah. First album, debut. Debut album, going to go tour the world, and then what <laughs> happened? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Guess what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? It might never happen. So today on Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Donnie Jeff back for the attack, and they have a new EP called Smile, It Might Never Happen, released on uh, February 26th via Favor the Brave Records. And so right now we're being joined by the important members of the band, I'm told, Stuart, Pete, Rowan, and Wayne, and they're going to share what's going on with this EP. So boys, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us back. Well, it's good stuff. If it well, sucked, you think? Yeah, if it sucked <laughs> I wouldn't have had you back. I would have written Jade back and said, Jade, this sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, usually nicer than that, though. Actually, I had to write one of those the other day to somebody and say, I'll pass. Uh, thank you. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it was us. You accidentally just accepted yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So basically, my gist of what I understand of this is you guys had the debut album. You were going to set to take over the entire world. You're going to be the next Oasis. And then uh, coronavirus happened. So you, you couldn't. So you did what kind of just makes sense. Went into the studio and recorded some more tracks. And so now we have this EP. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Take us through this EP. Because, I mean, you guys have the time. You could have made a whole other album or maybe just kicked out some singles. I guess, what went into the decision to make a four-track EP? Well, it's funny you say that, because we've just been allowed to share this information now. Uh, we have four EPs coming out this this year. Four EPs spread out through the year. Wow. Um, with single releases throughout the year. So basically every three or so weeks we'll be yeah, annoying people song, with, yeah. us, with our music. <laughs> totaling 16 tracks of the four EPs and it, at the end of the year we're going to be putting those out as a compilation which will be a physical release um, so we haven't really just done one EP we've kind of done a huge album but we've spread it out and called it four EPs just to kind of maximise on everything mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. smart um, okay accomplished at the end of the year the physical release are there any details on that? Like, is that vinyl? Is that CD? Is that both? <laughs> vinyl we looked at, didn't we? Yeah. And it was just a little bit too pricey. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be doing the, you know, CDs. Um, you know, if if we make it rich by, by summer, then, yeah, maybe there'll be some vinyls. But, <laughs> you know, if, if enough people buy the songs... Then that's how you can help us, John. If enough people buy the song, <laughs> we can get vinyls. There you go. <laughs> or just send us money for free. That's it, right. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Who doesn't love free money? Who doesn't love free money? Uh, exactly. 
Although doesn't when you get free money, doesn't make you wonder like uh like what's attached to this? There's always something attached to it, isn't there? Depends how much it is to how much you want to worry about that. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you find somebody on the street, usually you're just like, sweet. Uh, unless, of course, it is over a threshold. I remember once I found like a hundred bucks on the street. Really? Was, yeah. And I was like, I'm sure you got over that quick, though. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Yeah, you just spend it super fast, That's so it, the guilt yeah, doesn't yeah. stay with you too long. I noticed. I noticed that. Do you guys do that too? Like, if you get money on the street, you're like, I gotta go spend this really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. I, mean, I can't remember the last time I found any yeah. money on the street. So maybe I'm going to the wrong parts of yeah. town. Why yeah. <laughs> when you just got twenty or something? Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are being, you know, uh, considerate about the situation with the lockdown. So that's why you haven't been out on the streets, right? And then other yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your other countrymen are also taking part in crushing this virus. So yeah. that's why they're not on the street and nobody's on the street. Yeah. And none of us have got any money either. So yeah. <laughs> very true. Very true. Okay, so you guys have got four EPs in the works, <clears throat> basically a massive album. Because I was listening to this EP, and when I was preparing for this interview, I listened to it from beginning to end, and I'm curious then, is there a thread that ties all the EPs together? Because the only reason I'm kind of asking that question is because this EP seems kind of varied in itself. There's not really a... It's not like we've done a theme throughout. All of our songs sort of have a theme in general. Um... I mean, visually, in terms of yeah. the artwork, there's a, yeah. there's a definite theme. Uh, they're all going to be obviously linked as well in the sense of the artwork. So we've got the same artist to do all of the uh, uh, EP front covers, which is all painted. And then we put it onto Photoshop. As you can you probably see on your screen, I can see a blurry yellow image. Mm-hmm. That will be our first one. <laughs> and the next one will be a different flower and so on and so forth. Um, so that's the main thing that that threads them together musically the the link is that we've written them all so it sounds like us yeah That's there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we cover we cover a bunch of topics i mean we were we were quite conscious of the fact that we didn't want to write a pandemic based album or ep we just sort of pretended like it wasn't happening and just sung about song or wrote about you know, things that are in our yeah. lives or in other people's lives or we make up mm. stories entirely, we put songs around that. Okay. Because one of the things that I had read... Oh, no, I just selected everything. Good. Um, <laughs> was, it seemed kind of pandemic-esque. I'm really glad that you guys were classy about it. Uh, you know, because there's nothing worse than coming out with, and I'm in lockdown, and it sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, a song called Lockdown. What's this about? <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to find where Jade had said that this was basically about like mental health and, and a few other things. And is that related at all to what people have been going through this last year and a bit? Well, you know, people suffer with mental health all the time anyway, let alone the lockdown. That's just made it like, you know, 10 times worse, I think. So... You know, people could think that it's sort of pandemic related or whatever because of, you know, the mental health struggles. But the truth is, like I say, that, you know, people have suffered with that for for a lot longer. (laughs) So it's, you know, 
just kind of general day-to-day struggles that people do suffer with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So social anxiety is obviously not a big thing at the moment. No <laughs> yeah, socialising, exactly, yeah. but we still have songs that are about social anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the po- point is we didn't want to we didn't want to look back on this or anyone to look back on this in years to come uh, when we're not in a pandemic, mm. hopefully, yeah. and go, oh, that's a pandemic EP or an album. Mm. We wanted them to look back and go, that's a good album, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think you can draw from the experiences you're in at the time and then relate that to anything you want. Um, but yeah, it wasn't intended that it was a, a lockdown style album or EP or song. Um, it's just, I guess, people can kind of draw from it what they are feeling at the time, hopefully. Yeah, it, it reminds me, last night I heard, I can't remember exactly what the song is called, but uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. And it'd been years since I'd heard that song, and it came on the radio and I just took a moment because I remember when that song came out like 20 some odd years ago and what it was written about at that time, which was after 9-11 happened, uh, the U.S. went to war with Iraq and, and sent soldiers uh, and Canada also as well, sent soldiers to Afghanistan. And it was about this uh, like, the, like a wife who's like, my husband's off out there. Wake me up when all this is over. Mm. But I'm listening to it now 20 years later. And it's it's kind of interesting getting into that headspace. So when you mentioned, like, hopefully, you know, a few years down the road, somebody listens to this album, they pick something else out of it. It's kind of uh, crazy to think about how much time can change a perspective, even when somebody writes something very specific. Yeah, and I think a lot of a lot of things still feel fresh and new. So, for example, you said, what, that song's 10 years old, 20 years old? About 20 years old, yeah. It doesn't uh, yeah. necessarily feel like it when you listen to it, because it's like, an iconic song so yeah time seems to be moving faster than music is moving faster which is a really weird thing to say because that didn't make sense um <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is you're both wayne Lee. wayne well, wayne's, <laughs> what i'm trying to say <laughs> what the fuck is he saying uh is you know in a year's time, there'll be something else that people will be concerned with, and yeah. they could listen mm. to that Green Day song and, and go, oh, that's about this, mm-hmm. even if it is late. I mean, like, Bring Me the Horizon put out that Parasite Eve during the first kind of, like, lockdown, when it wasn't even about... No, it was this. written far before that even and, um, happened. Yeah, yeah. and then mm. uh, Nothing But Thieves did a song, um, Is Everyone Going Crazy, which in England yeah. came out when yeah. everyone was, like, looting, not looting mm. the shops, but going mm. and buying, like, seven years worth of toilet paper yeah. <laughs> uh, for no reason. And it's yeah. like, it just worked really well. Again, I don't think that was intended for that situation, but it was just really, it was put out in a, at the right time. Um, mm. You can kind of draw it that inspiration well. from it. Mm. It did very well, yeah. Mm. When you said seven years worth of loo rolls, I saw Rowan's look on his face like, oh shit, they just, they're going to find me out. <laughs> and then Wayne had this look of concern, like, and I didn't have any loo rolls. And then, so there's like this, conversation not happening between wayne and rowan right now where rowan's just like sitting on a whole closet full and that's why screen's slightly blurred i think that white thing behind them is covered that's a mountain in a toilet roll (laughs) cool now something you mentioned there was bring me the horizon and i have a note about you guys uh worked with uh reese may is that how i say it that's it Yeah. yeah yeah Cool. Take us through that. Through it. 
Um, so he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've known him for years and years. Um, watched him sort of grow as a producer, and this particular project just seemed like right up his street. So he, the band I was in before, um, he did the production on that sort of stuff, and this one he was still very kind of you know small time, still building as a producer. Then he went and uh, became an assistant with Dan Lancaster and has worked with Bring Me the Horizon now while she sleeps and, you know, all the massive, massive artists. So he's picked up an absolute hell of a lot of knowledge and his production skills have just, you know, gone through the roof. So, um, yeah, he was just like the kind of choice because he's a close friend of mine. I thought, you know, he, he knows how I think as a musician. So he would be the best person to sort of work with, really. So mm. yeah, that that's sort of <laughs> the short story, really, with with Reece May. Yeah, he worked so, on our first album as well. Yeah, and he's currently working on any any new stuff we get. We always send it yeah. to him. Yeah, uh, I think it, it, it obviously initially started because Pete knows him, but we sort of were just showing off some of the uh, the first demos we we'd done, mm. and then he was like, "Oh yeah, no, send me them. I'll I'll make them sound better," and that's sort of Which really how it worked. Um, we were both as excited. I mean, we were probably a bit more excited working with him than he was with us because he's been working with huge fans because we're all mates and that. It's um, he was definitely excited to kind of get a little bit behind the writing as well because he he writes for us. Yeah. Um, whether it's um, as a from a producer's perspective where he goes, no, that's rubbish, change that, or he slightly modifies a riff or a melody line to kind of make it uh, the best musically do, work yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, he does a lot of the ad pro kind of synthy stuff um, as well, and obviously every, anything we send over to him, he edits the hell out of it. So he has writing credits on everything we've ever done because he puts so much into it. Mm. And I think that's what he was excited about as well because when he's working with really big bands, he don't really get that creative outlet. You get they go mix this for us, not help us make this better. Um, so he will mix what he's given, whereas with us, he kind of goes. Uh, he's quite brutal with it sometimes. He kind of chucks stuff away, yeah. chops it up, and it comes back, <laughs> and it's always terrible. amazing. We, we've basically <laughs> never said to him, you've made the wrong decision here. Yeah. Um, usually, Anfred comes back, and we're like, oh, yeah, our only notes are, can you turn up the snare drum by, like, 1 dB, and that's it. And he's mm. pretty happy about that as well, because all of the uh, mix notes are super easy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's an interesting point because how many bands don't understand really what mixing is and the mix notes come back or they send off mix notes that honestly don't make sense. Uh, either they found the wrong person or they don't know what it involved in mix notes. Have you guys had to learn at all, like what to listen for in a mix to give proper notes? Um, well, I think we've all been doing, you know, like home recording and mixing and we record all this stuff at home ourselves anyway. So we kind of got an ear for it, if that makes sense. Um, but when it comes to kind of getting the track back, we'll just take it away, just kind of sit on it for a bit, and then just kind of go and pick out the the new bits. I think we all kind of come from different backgrounds as well. Um, so I was like into like heavy metal and stuff. Um, so my approach sometimes is, oh yeah, definitely more kick and more snare. But then actually take it back, it's like a, you know, always all rock band, pop rock band. It's not always necessary. So I was thinking about the application of what the sound should be rather than what. I'm thinking I'm used to, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like no shoes to, to think a little bit differently. Um, mm. Yeah. Funny you mention that because yeah. I was listening to uh, Soil Work before I jumped in and listened to you guys. So I kind of had my ear tuned for 
uh, assault, uh, like full blown <laughs> assault. <laughs> and the funny thing, is, like I listened to the EP, I was like, "Man, those drums sound great," but like I want like two dB more of those guitars. But maybe it's because I was tuned to soil work before I listened to you guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. A lot of the guitars have like um, they play a, a, the role of creating a canvas in which the vocals sit on. Right. Um, so we kind of we approached it more from a pop writing perspective than a rock writing perspective, and we just added uh, distorted guitars to make it the rock side of it. Um, and also, I mean, there's not we're not very precious about stuff. If there's if it's a bad idea or a bad thing, we kind of just and someone says that's not very good, we go, oh yeah, fair enough. Um, we've done a little bit of lead guitar stuff in the EP you've heard, but nothing like shred worthy guitar solos. We were trying <laughs> to move away from that. Um, cause you know, as Wayne said, we've played in and listened to heavy music for pretty much our entire life. So it started as a, as a nice challenge. Um, but yeah, I agree. If you kind of AB it with soil work, as you said, or <laughs> any other kind of heavy band, you're definitely going to pick up on different things. Uh, it's sort of like more a stadium rock vibe with um, ambience kind of thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And unless the guitars are specifically in a section where they need to shine, they do take a little bit of a back seat and they kind of blend in with uh, the synth stuff. It's basically so the vocals can shine through more. Gabe, do you want to come say hi? Why don't you come say hi, son? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Donnie Jeff. How are you doing? I ask you how you doing? I was wondering where our assistant I'm, was. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> good. Speaking of assistant, he actually is editing the podcast now, so he will be editing. Oh, really? This. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> he cuts out any bits he doesn't like. Then. <laughs> he cuts out any bits he doesn't like. Yeah, we are training him up this month, and so far he is good on all the editing. He edits the audio and he edits the video, and then I split the audio up because and. The interviewing to the left, in just case there's multiple interviews, and we use this tool called Ecam Movie Tool. So, what it will do is it'll take the video, the titled budget, and then we have five track or four track audio. Wow! Wow! Please cut me out. It's really easy to understand. Yeah. So next, we're working on getting him to do is more the admin stuff on the back end, so like uh, the show notes on the website and whatnot. Wow! Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. All I had to do was wait for him to get older. You know, crazy. And then you you just sit back and. Then. <laughs> and then yeah. today it's school Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's Day. So today. I wrote this Valentine quad. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you so much, sweetie. Okay. Yeah. Also, Lunar New Year. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Year of the Ox. I am yeah. an ox. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Anybody, anybody on the call an ox? Rowan? Uh, I. <laughs> Rowan. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Toilet paper guy? <laughs> He's like, shit, they got me. Um, I'm sorry, Rowan. It's not, it's not, by the way, it's not Valentine's for us yet. It's not, yeah. Ours is in two days. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, so they're Sunday here too, but because he's they're doing it in school today. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess because it's Friday, you know, Happy Friday or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I oh. think famously kids don't go to school on Sundays. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they don't, and we don't. We don't support that kind of school that happens on Sundays. Uh, okay, yeah. that was dark. That got dark fast. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, sweet. I don't know. Uh oh, where'd my computer go? Ah! We'll get there. We'll get there, boys. Don't worry. Uh, sweet. So, Gabesy Babesy came in. He said, Hi, that's fantastic. We were chatting about how amazing everybody is, how Wayne finally said something. And, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was cool. The, the other thing that I've, I've kind of felt about this EP was in my head, kind of like a transition point. Like, it's almost like you guys want to change your sound, but you haven't gone full blown into changing your sound. So it's almost kind of like we're edging towards that. Was I, was I, am I right in that assumption? Yeah. Um, the, yeah. the songs on this one were definitely the first ones we had written between you know, after Lust, the album Lust came out, these were the first ones we'd written. And we'd actually finished all of the 16 songs before we decided where they were going to go. And we thought, well, these two sort of bridge the gap a little bit. Not that the EPs after this are going to be, like, incredibly different. We're not looking like doing jazz death metal. Um, <laughs> although maybe next year we'll find out. Uh, no, but they, they have... We slowly creep in different elements as we go. Um, we just do, we kind of write music to what we want to listen to. And if we like our own music, then that's good. I, I think anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so we're, we're basically writing for us for, and if other people like it too, then that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I mean, granted the, the new single only came out at this point, what, three weeks ago or so, two weeks uh, ago, 20, yeah. two, two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 And we just hit 5,000 streams on Spotify. Yeah, so I was going to ask, how's the reaction then? Is it good? It's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah 5,000, good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that, more than you, is that more than you guys would usually get in the first couple of weeks? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, our, our team this time around uh, has grown. Um, so we've got some really smart people around us this time who are giving us the right kind of advice on you know, how to post to social media and what sort of things to say and what to not say, you know, to try and encourage more people to come on board and so on. Mm-hmm. So so that's sort of the key, really, you know, having the right people around you who know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially when it comes to social media, because most bands screw that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Including that, you know, we, we've been terrible at it for, well, until recently. <laughs> yeah, we're just slowly <laughs> building it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't even bother with it because I don't know what to do with it. So I figure I'm better off just not bothering with it. Yeah. Which is the, the situation that a lot of bands get into. You know, they, they write some music and then they they just think, oh, okay, well, we'll just play our local, you know, our local pub and that will be enough. But, you know, the world is online, certainly in, since all this pandemic stuff. So every everyone's having to learn how to do this properly you know mm. so, so in some ways it's been obviously it's been really shit for bands to not be able to gig and everything but i think this has also been an incredibly good 
opportunity to write, which a lot of bands have been, but to learn how to do the social media side as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for, for uh, playing live once that opens up? Like, are you guys able yeah. to rehearse and the whole bit? Yeah. I mean, de- definitely need to get back into the rehearsal studio, but uh, um, yeah, I, I think we're we're pretty much there. A couple of yeah, a couple so, of once we get back in a couple of weeks, and we'll be yeah. back up to where we were in like August time when we were practicing. Yeah, we, of times we played a week one enough. show. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. did like you know, we would do at least once a week, sometimes a couple of times a week to kind of get the everything right. Basically, mm. there's a lot that goes into our live show as well. We've got. We use like in-ear monitors and backing tracks and click tracks and stuff. So there's a lot to set up. We've had to make our own in-ear system, uh, which costs a couple of quid. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to you know, know how it all works and plug all the bits into the right other bits and all that. So mm-hmm. bits and bits. Again. <laughs> For us to set up, they're now set last. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of well, tracks to choose from now <laughs> to make a set list. <laughs> Sorry? There's a lot of tracks to choose from now to make a set list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, you know, if we can, if we can finally get out on the road and do some touring, and the tour's long enough, we can change the set list fairly often if we want to. Um, which is a nice, it's a nice problem to have having too many songs to choose from, because mm. we can kind of like uh, cater to the audience or the bands yeah, that the we're area. playing yeah, with as yeah. well. If we're playing with mm. a you know an exceptionally heavier band than us we can yeah. kind of put in some of our heavier tracks if we're playing with you know lighter rock bands we can kind of cater to that as well mm. um just to please as many people as possible mostly us four and then other so people as as we're as well. them, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah and then throw toilet paper into the crowd it's an encore exactly. <laughs> yeah. we'll borrow them from rowan yeah <laughs> make rowan uncomfortable wayne happy like yeah Okay, I'll be in, I'll be in the crowd to describe him. <laughs> describe him. I didn't have this chance. Um, <laughs> you guys don't want to know. <laughs> Seashells. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that concludes all my questions, and my next call is calling me. So, boys, oh. is there anything that you guys wanted to chat about that I did not bring up? Uh, listen to our songs more. That's not really something to chat about. It's just me saying it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to everyone, not just you. I mean, it would be cool if you did as well. <laughs> Go pop it on. Have some tea. Yeah. yeah have what tea. should I be doing while I'm listening to your music? Should I be should I be exercising? Should I be making love to my wife? What should I be doing while I'm listening to music? Have you ever listened to upbeat music while you clean your house? Because you get it done super fast. There you go. <laughs> so right. clean your house, car EP on. You'll be done in 25 minutes. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, boys, thank you so much for coming back on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.